This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. What is up? Welcome to a very incredibly special episode of Talking Pitching. I am joined today by one of the best pitchers in baseball since July. I mean, this is a guy who is top 10 in whip, top 10 in ERA. He leads the Orioles in ERA since July 17th, and he also happens to be a relatively big or, uh, Ravens fan, which is going to be big for you Baltimore fans out there. That is, of course, the one, the only Grayson Rodriguez. Grayson, thanks so much for joining us today, man. How you doing? Yeah, no problem. It's good to be here. Thanks, man. So let, let's start off with talking about your four-seamer, right? There was a really great series of interviews that you did with David Lorela over at Fangraphs and in February of 2022, talking about that heater shape. And you were saying, I'm looking for like a 1245 spin access a little bit, really trying to focus on the vert on that pitch. Then this year, you get a good amount of vert. You're like 16, 17. Spin axis starts to shift down about 110. After July 17th, we're seeing spin axis at 120, getting a little bit more run on the pitch. But it's really dirty, but still a little bit different from what you talked about a year ago. Talk about that evolution of that four-seamer and how it got to where it is right now. Yeah, um, you know, we're still trying to work on backspinning it. Um, I think some of my heaters uh, at their best are, you know, 1230, 12.45. Uh, really trying to get the induced vertical break back up uh, into the 20s. But, you know, really just kind of working with what we got. Um, you know, four seams that run a little bit on right-handed hitters' hands. Uh, have played well so far uh, since I've been back up. Um, you know, getting getting the ball inside on them. Uh, but really, you know, just trying to backspin that heater and, and trying to get the hop on it. Okay. So yesterday, I mean, a lot of fantastic at-bats, but one that I really blew me away. It's 1-1 to Tim Anderson. You throw this change up. He fouls it off, right? It's 1-2. You throw a riding four-seamer up, 98. Kind of backs him off a little bit. You're frustrated. I could see you on the mound. You're a little bit pissed that you might have missed with that pitch. You come back with a 97-mile-an-hour heater. And, I mean, no joke. This one of the best heaters I've seen in quite some time. I mean, starts out a strike, runs right towards his hands. The swing tells you everything. And he just had no idea what to do with the pitch. You retire him. Two questions about that pitch. One, were you just like, all right, I, I didn't execute on that one-two heater and I'm getting him on that four-seamer? Is that what the thought process was? Yeah, so the first fastball after the changeup, I think, uh, the one that kind of backed him off, uh, definitely sailed it, arm, side high. I mean, it was you know up and in and a little bit closer to him than, than what I was shooting for. But, uh, you know, just going back to it, um, trusting it. I think a lot of guys go soft after that, you know, after they kind of see that up and in. Uh, and so I think that's what he was looking for. But, 
know, really just trying to ride kind of that same line, just a little bit closer to the zone was really all we were trying to do. So that's a good point. That brings me to the next question. It seems like you changed a little bit towards third base side in the middle of July, right? You come back up, you move towards the third base side a little bit. The release point maybe changes a little bit. Was that to try and embrace some of the run that you were getting on that heater, or was there any other thought process behind it, or you haven't even thought about it? Um, no, I mean, I've always kind of started on the third base side. Um, you know, it just something about really it just kind of I guess being harder to hit for maybe a right-handed hitter um, really I guess there's not much to it uh, that's just kind of what, what feels good to me uh, where I like to be and something that we just kind of go with gotcha. so a few more questions one the, the profile on a lot of the pitches has changed I mean the slider it gets a little bit more sweep to it the curveball has a little bit more drop to it the changeup has changed as well were you focusing on, you know, that's a lot of changes to make, right? It's a lot of changes uh, that you see. You don't usually see that across a, a wide arsenal. Did you go in to that small minor league stint and think, all right, I'm going to make a bunch of changes? Or were you just trying to work off of a four-seamer and things adapt from there? Talk about that thought process. Um, no, I mean, really, we didn't try to change much. Uh, the main focus for the off-speed pitches was throw the slider harder. Um, that sharpened it up a little bit. I uh, never really had a good feel for the slider in spring training and then that, that first bit in the bigs. Um, just kind of lost that feeling. Uh, and then when I went back down to Norfolk, that was the main goal was to find that slider. Um, thankfully, we found it. Um, work on fastball command with the heater, that was a big thing. Uh, being able to go to both sides away and uh, you know, when we want. And it just really sets up the other pitches. And with the curveball and the depth, kind of like the slider just trying to throw it harder um you know that kind of helps everything else and then same thing with the change up you know it really wasn't where i wanted it to be the first time i was here um and just really getting back to being that pitcher that that i was coming up through the minor leagues i think just attacking the strike zone love it so one of the things we like to talk about at pitcher list is like you know as we talked about earlier you guys are human beings you go home you've got families to think about and there's a mental aspect of the game that we always try to discuss. You know, I'm sure that there's a lot of anxiety that comes with pitching in front of a huge fan base and the pressure that comes with being a high-end prospect. As you've evolved in your career so far, have there been any changes to the mental aspect of the game for you? Have you had to approach it differently? Like, how, how has that mental aspect changed, if at all? Yeah, I mean, I think just being more aggressive. Uh, you know, I think when guys first get to the big leagues, and, you know, you see some big names step in the box. Um, you think of them as a big leaguer and not really yourself. So just realizing that, you know, you're on the same field with them. You deserve to be there. Uh, you're a big leaguer too. And, you know, once you get that mindset, everything just kind of goes back to normal. And baseball is the same game it was since you were six years old. Um, the mound is still 60 feet, 6 inches, uh, same as it was, you know, when you're in high school or college, and, uh, low A and triple A and, you know, all the levels, it's all the same. So, you know, the only thing that really changes in the big leagues is the size of the stadiums and, you know, the, the, the TV aspect and, and stuff like that. But, you know, mentally, uh, you just go out there and you just want to be aggressive and, and just know that you deserve to be there. All right, final two here. One, is uh, we love ending on this question, although I have a quick bonus one. 
pitchers seem to have the craziest memory in the world. I don't know. Every time we talk to a different pitcher, they always remember one specific pitch that, you know, it, it was some game. It didn't mean anything, but they remember everything about it. Is there one pitch that sticks out to you in your career? It could be a home run you gave up, a strikeout that you had, a moment where something clicked for you. Is there one pitch that immediately comes to your mind? Um, you know, I really can't say that there is. You know, you say like you said, pitchers have long memory. I, I kind of try to think the opposite of that. Uh, I try to have a short memory. You know, once you let go of the ball, there's nothing else you can do. So once you get the ball back from the catcher, I just try to flush, you know, what had happened before out. Um, you know, obviously keeping, keeping notes on the positive things, but uh, – more specifically, if something negative happens, flush it, get it out of the way, it's over. Um, so that's kind of how I approach the games. You know, I, I look over some positive things that maybe happened the game before and stuff, something that I did right. But uh, usually I'm more focused on the next pitch that I'm about to throw. All right, last question. Let's get your Ravens uh, prediction here. What's their, what, are they, what are they ending with? How many wins and how far are they making it this year? Um, you know, I'd like to say they make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Be nice. um, I know the division is going to be tough. Uh, with the Bengals, but uh, but I'm excited to see what Lamar has. Uh, thankfully, you know, all the contract stuff's out of the way. Um, and I think that kind of affected some play last year. You know, anytime a, a football player in the organization will kind of, you know, have their differences. So, you know, I'm really excited to watch him. I know uh, Zay Flowers, the, the new receiver, uh, a lot of hype around him. And, of course, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. So, uh, you know, he's a special talent. I'm just kind of waiting to see how it all comes together. I think it's going to be a lot of fun football. All right, great. First year World Series, then their Super Bowl. Going to be a good year in Baltimore. Thanks so much for uh, joining us, man. That's exactly right. (laughs) Take care.